Welcome listeners, this is Albert and I am going to take you through the first bestiary entry on the Kappa for Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Now I have a great fondness for the Kappa, it was one of the first creatures from Japanese mythology that I ever discovered and it's a extremely fascinating creature and I'm going to dive into it um, here with you today. I'll cover a bit of cultural notes, a bit of historical notes, and um, but also I want to dive into what the potential um, gameplay uh, uh, features might be. Fighting them and combating them, and in fact you, you'll see later that um, there's a few things from the myths themselves that kind of hint at how we will probably be dispatching them. So the main way that I think we're going to be combating Kappa obviously is by bodies of water and I think that this may open up something that I think hasn't been announced yet but what I what I really want to see which is um, underwater combat. How ridiculously awesome would that be um, to really introduce, again they're stepping away from multiplayer, stepping away from all these other elements, um, uh, sort of extracting some of the key DNA from the Souls kind of series and making it uh, just about them. So the single player experience, no character customizations, um, uh, no multiplayer, anything like that. So I'm really, really interested to see um, uh, what we're going to get from uh, from Sekiro with this sort of re refocused approach to, um, to the setting and premise. Um, and one of the things I hope they spring on us is underwater combat. That would be amazing. But yeah, I just think it would be fascinating to encounter this enemy, and most of all I'm, I'm interested in seeing how um, From Software are going to apply their incredible, very unique um, aesthetic sensibilities uh, and gameplay sensibilities to um, portraying a kappa like we've never seen it before. It's been portrayed in TV series and like films and stuff, and uh, um, uh, but mostly my personal experience in, in my research I've only really found depictions in sort of traditional ukiyo-e paintings and like from the sort of folklore sites. So the Kappa is one of Japan's most famous monsters. It is a water imp that, according to centuries-old Japanese folktales and legends, lives in the rivers and ponds of Japan. It is both a deadly monster and a troublesome prankster. Kappa were feared by the Japanese people in the old days, but they are mostly viewed as cute, cuddly um, kind of creatures. So for me, I mean, again, I think that it's very, very likely that From are going to go in a very different direction with not really making them very cutesy. Um, I think they're going to be pretty horrendously terrifying. Maybe they'll even be like nine feet tall just to like mix things up. So um, figured again, after all these sort of um, readings, I'll just add my own little spin uh, to what I think might be the approach. So first and foremost, Kappa are creatures of legend, much like the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, it is a type of water imp that is said to be human-like in form and have the same height as a child. Uh, there have been many depictions of the Kappa's appearance, ranging from monkey-like to having a beak and turtle-like shell. However, most general depictions of the Kappa are as having a uh, reptilian appearance. A Kappa can swim like a fish thanks to amphibian features such as webbed feet and hands. Most importantly of all, a kappa is said to have a saucer-shaped membrane on top of its head that stays filled like water. This is supposed to be its life source. If the water dries from its membrane, um, the kappa will die unless it gets back into the water very quickly or water is poured into the membrane by a human. So for me, this kind of weirdly made me think of whether or not there may be a possibility of... Um, 
uh, having like thralls um, and if one method of maybe getting the like kappa's alliance would be to uh, as you're fighting them maybe perform some spell or some special em emote or something where you're able to basically get them on your side so again with this refocused approach Sekiro is taking it would be very interesting to see if uh, they decided to again tap into a bit of mythology with some of these creatures that are yeah they have this um cheeky and maybe quasi benign aspect and that's a lot of folklore um figures from different mythologies not just japan there are certain figures that are they basically represent symbolically like how nature can both give and take away and that mischievous quality so i wonder if there may be a mechanic we might see in sekiro where we tap into that and uh and like turn turn them into like allies uh, at least temporarily in battle that'd be very interesting so they are said to be most common in the waters of the Saga prefecture, uh, but legends and folk tales um, have been told all over Japan about kappa living in various rivers, ponds, and lakes across the country. So kappa are also particularly good at sumo wrestling, apparently. So again, derive whatever gameplay speculations from that as you will. Uh, maybe a King Kappa boss would be amazing. Uh, you know, something that a bit reminiscent of the Demon of Song from uh, Dark Souls 2, possibly. So they are much stronger than they look, and they love to wrestle. They would be a happy. <laughs> they would be happy to fight and possibly defeat the greatest sumo wrestler or samurai. Which you know, if we play our cards right, we may work ourselves up to being worthy of that uh, moniker uh, as the uh, one-armed wolf. That'd be very interesting. So Kappa are regarded as a Suijin, or a water god in Shinto. Uh, in addition to the scaly Kappa are the Kappa's hairy cousin, known as Hyosube, and uh, his turtle-like cousin in Kochi Prefecture, known as the Shibaten, or Shibatengu. And Tengu um, rings a bell because I've heard that term before, and there'll be another bestiary entry on the Tengu, definitely. So the kappa is associated with drowning in many parts of Japan, and tales of the kappa have served as warnings to children about going swimming alone in dangerous spots, um, as well as what lies beneath the waters. Uh, the origins of the kappa are relatively unknown, but there are a number of possibilities. One possible origin of the kappa tales is from a very sad tradition in ancient Japan, uh, poor families who had newborn babies often threw these babies into the rivers when they could not afford to take care of them. It is very possible that adults told their children the kappa stories to keep them from going near the rivers and seeing the dead baby bodies. Another possibility is that the kappa could be a variation of sha wujing or sandy or san gojo san gojo in Japanese uh, from the classical Chinese novel Journey to the West. Uh, there are some similarities between the two, and it's quite possible that Sandy uh, could have been changed into the Japanese kappa at some point. Another possible origin of the kappa is the Portuguese monks who landed in Japan in the 16th century. Uh, the monks uh, shave, had shaved their uh, pates, uh, so like shaved the top of their heads, and wore long hooded robes which resembled a turtle shell uh, depicted on many kappa. Also the word kappa is the Portuguese word for a monk's habit and this could have carried over to the Japanese language, and kappa as in cape, with seeing whether or not they may do something completely out there with, uh, and that's why I'm so excited about uh, From Software's approach with Sekiro, is that as we saw with the Corrupted Monk, like that is something that even though there is like, there's a, pure recognition of of the fact that that is from like buddhist or japanese or shinto mythology uh, and folklore there's there's a d distinct look to it it feels very grounded however 
feels very very distinct and, and unique and there, like same thing with cleric beast and, and like bloodborne i believe the first game that i covered back in the tweedy gamer days uh, before this was called interactive artistry it's reminding me a couple of years onwards that now how inextricable and like how like established the cleric beast the silly silhouettes feel so classic and timeless and i really it's strange when i think about maybe i'll do a separate video on it uh, down the line but like as a maybe a looking back you know, retrospective but the most recognizable silhouettes in this medium is just in incredible and i had this moment of like i can't think of you know something prior to bloodborne that combined all these elements um, I think of separate things, like there was Van Helsing, for example, there was, um, you know, obviously Helsing the series, the flapping coats, the, and then um, Vampire Hunter D as well. But now, like, they have, again, From and uh, Miyazaki, they have this thing of essentially doing something to the point where it feels like the be-all, end-all, where it feels like they, like, Dark Souls is the be-all, end-all, like, gothic, extremely hard difficulty, um, very, like, pretty essentially linear ghouls and goblins or ghouls and ghosts for the modern console age essentially and it just it feels like they they take something and they make the be all end all um essence of it and I, for me like bloodborne is the be all end all essence of um yeah that mixture of like Bram, Bram stoker with like lovecraft and like a foggy moonlit night with like hunters all around like that that combination that alchemy uh, of aesthetics and, and and themes it's just pure like that that's the be all end all of that so the definitive version of that so i i feel like um fr um from have a an equal opportunity to do the same with kappa and so many other creatures which we're going to cover in this bestiary entry series for sure So tales of the kappa were, and still are, told to children to warn them of the dangers that lurk in rivers. Um, kappa are something of an enigma as they are regarded in different ways in Japanese society. First and foremost, they are regarded as troublemakers. They're said to be peeping toms that watch women bathe in rivers and peek up their kimonos back in the old days. Um, they are also scavengers that raid nearby gardens. So again, you could get the idea that Kappa may have a chance of being maybe like low-level enemies, sort of akin to the um, townspeople of, uh, you know, Bloodborne, the sort of early low-difficulty low enemies, but still like um, multitudinous and uh, difficult to handle, or at least a fair challenge to handle when attacking in numbers. So, on the other side of the coin, Kappa are monsters that lurk in the rivers uh, and ponds of Japan and drown people after luring them near the water. So Kappa love eating children, and tales of Kappa kidnapping and devouring children have kept many a child from going swimming in the waters alone over the centuries. Uh, in many tales, Kappa kill their victims for the sole purpose of eating their livers or their shirikodama, which was a magical ball that many ancient Japanese people believed resided in a person's anus, which is very, very distressing. The kappa would always have to take the shirokodama out before taking out the liver, so that is insanely graphic and troubling. So in many legends, kappa are said to have kidnapped and brutally ravished women, so again, from who knows whether or not they'll tap into some of that much darker side of kappa um, in, in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, some of these women bore the Kappa's child, which was uh, usually buried after birth, so who the hell knows what um, FromSoft could do with that. Again, I, the idea of there being these imaginatively, um, you know, these evocative bosses, like, for example, like the uh, the king, you know, King Oseiros from Dark Souls 3. Like, he looks, like, malformed and, oof, like this 
hybrid being between you know man and dragon who knows we could see like a the child of a kappa and a human woman would be so distressing but maybe again phenomenal opportunity for really interesting character designs and boss designs for sure Kappa have also been portrayed as attacking and drowning animals, in particular horses, with which Kappa are said to share a strong link. However, in many of the legends, Kappa are caught trying to drown the horses and usually apologize for the act, promising never to do it again. Which is very interesting. Despite being a troublemaker and a deadly monster, Kappa are very interested in humankind. They observe humans and have learned to speak Japanese fluently. Many have become friends with humans in the ancient legends. So this goes back to what I was saying about possibly um, allying ourselves with, with Kappa in certain circumstances. Um, or if you gain a certain item from Bushi, like if that's some kind of enchant creature item, or if there's a um, skill tree uh, very similar to um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, where uh, as you go along you have the ability to charm slash um, bring into your uh, allegiance uh, higher and higher strength levels of uh, machines. That's just a thought that I had. They observe humans and have learned to speak Japanese fluently. Many have become friends with humans in the ancient legends, especially if they get a cucumber or some other gift in return. They are very knowledgeable about medicine and agriculture and will help humans with chores such as irrigating fields, setting broken bones and manual labor. Again, this makes me think of if we do have a, like a shrine type area or if we um, get, again, because of this refocused approach, um, stepping away from the multiplayer, from the customization, if we get more NPCs and more characterful and uh, NPCs with more quests, for example, um, I would love to see a, a Kappa NPC. It would be phenomenal. Really, really, really awesome. Again, maybe even one that comes along with you uh, on, on adventures or fights alongside you. That would be incredible. They will often do this work in exchange for a cucumber, or if they are indebted to the person, nothing at all. So in terms of fighting it or getting one to stop in its tracks, uh, there's one technique and that is to bow to it. So Kappa are very polite and will stop to return the bow. They have to, they're forced to. So again, there might be a funny thing maybe with an NPC with an emote where it's like if you bow to them they have to run away or something. It'd be pretty entertaining, you know? Um, this will cause the water to drain from the membrane of their head and paralyze them instantly. So a potential victim uh, can then leave the kappa to die or refill the water in its membrane. If a person does this, the kappa will be forever grateful and indebted to the person for the rest of their lives. You can just imagine these kinds of opportunities happening in the story. One of the things I'm really enjoying about doing this series of entries is to sort of enhance my knowledge ahead of time going into 2019 and alongside all of you, um, you know, just doing a bit of daydreaming of what we might uh, encounter. Also, Kappa are supposed to be afraid of fire and loud noises. Uh, to this very day, many villages in Japan hold festivals where fireworks are lit to scare off the scaly beasts. Now, this is what I mentioned earlier. We've actually already seen it. So the uh, the firecrackers, you know, that um, we can see in the trailers, you know, being used uh, against the horse. Uh, this might be something where in the sort of item description of the firecrackers or in the bestiary description in-game, hoping there is one. Actually, I love in-game bestiaries. It's like a little thing that I really enjoy when games do, like God of War, shout out to Sony Santa Monica. Just amazing. But yeah, imagine if there is, yeah, I, I can see that happening. Like you come across um, in an item description what what uh, certain items are best suited for deterring. And if it says like, yeah, firecrackers are ideally suited um, to repel kappa or deal with them, that would be great because it would be in line with sort of real world 
lore and what a cool thing for like someone from japan or someone with great uh with knowledge of the japanese mythology to be like ah that's kind of cool that they that they decided to add that you know for authenticity even though again they've really um triple underlined it especially miyazaki is like we are this is our own interpretation of um japanese myth so we're going in whatever we're using it as a basis the sengoku period is a basis but we are definitely doing our own thing which again makes it insanely exciting and one thing i also want to add here is that we've seen um from soft uh, do something with a complete like completely wild i mean you know some people say that yanam was sort of based off of like prague and edinburgh none of those were mentioned england the word like united kingdom was never mentioned even though the characters have british accents so and they were able to achieve insane levels of like creative uniqueness with that point of view so just with that extra as i call it almost like goku training with like weights in like the hyperbolic time chamber or whatever like th with that little challenge of well it's established history how do you even with this aspect of tying it to something that is known, how do you define something and go even beyond what Bloodborne did in terms of uniqueness and uh, um, like timeless silhouettes and, and instantly recognizable, instantly iconic uh, things like the you know um, creatures like the cleric beast and again I need to triple underline it like the cleric beast and the hunter the winter lanterns and uh, the moon presence these are all like timeless instantly recognizable silhouette i really see that within miyazaki's psychology to want to set himself an extra like again because what, what do you do when you're wanting to improve your skills as you add these um, restrictions or you add extra weight kind of thing and i think that little mini restriction to see hey how well, I wonder if I can exceed my previous record of like unique, powerful, strong designs and narrative themes and such with the, as I would call it, a restriction of you know tying yourself to a real world. It just makes I think it's going to make the the twist even the twist or whatever we see, however you know Miyazaki and his team ex choose to express the uniqueness of Sekiro and that setting and really taking it into their own direction i'm really curious to see what that's going to look like so i also wanted to talk about the hyosuba because they're so closely related so the hyosuba is the kappa's hairy cousin both are identical in every way in terms of anatomy and physical attributes however there are a couple of important distinctions between the two the hyosuba is very hairy and whereas the kappa tends to stay outdoors the hyosuba loves to sneak in people's homes for a bath uh, since he's such a hairy critter the hyosuba inevitably leaves hairs all over the bathroom which according to the japanese folk tales have been deadly for the people who find them so all sorts of cool things you can think about in terms of the um say an area is like shredded with like covered with hair and like turning something cutesy like a little folklore note uh, into something horrifying like these, these beasts that are like shedding hair at all times and just maybe even on a battlefield like that is reflected dynamically and it's constantly terrifying to just see these things shedding hair and who knows yeah again with that sort of dynamic scattering of the hair and stuff it'd be really frightening the kappa is still a creature of legend and fable in modern-day Japan, however most people view it as a silly, lovable kind of monster instead of a fearsome one, which it used to be. So I hope, yeah, from are gonna do something special with whatever, again, even if kappas aren't gonna be in the game, it's just really interesting to consider what they'll do. So, um, so kappa signs are actually placed near riverbanks, warning children to stay away, uh, and they can be found all over um, Japan and in many villages. So uh, kappa statues can be found in many locations, and kappa koeshi dolls, pendants, backpacks, and lunchboxes, they've become um, all popular uh, in the past few decades. 
So Kappa has been a principal character in many other books, movies, TV shows, and more in a modern day Japan and beyond. Many believe that the Kappa was a major influence on the cartoon series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In an episode of the anime series Tenchi Universe, two of the series' principal characters get to spend some quality time as a Kappa after they are transformed into Kappa by a goblin. Also in the series Urusei Yatsura, Ataru is kidnapped by Kappa and held captive at the bottom of the lake while his alien wife Loom worries that he has drowned. The Kappa has also had a sushi dish named after it, which is kinda cool. It's called Kappamaki, a sushi roll stuffed with none other than the Kappa's second favorite food, cucumber slices. I hope you enjoyed this video, and if you wanted to um, support the channel, feel free in any respect to either share, comment, like, subscribe, and or head over to the Patreon if you um, want to see uh, yeah IA sort of continue to exist and and to grow as well. So, thanks to all of you who listened in, and have a wonderful rest of the day. Till next time, bye.